Welcome to Pre-K Spot Talks. I am Melissa, your host and the founder of Pre-K Spot, the spot for early childhood educators to open up their teaching. I am your guide down the open-ended child-led teaching path, and together we will explore strategies and ideas so that you may open up your teaching to less stress, more engagement, and an overall joyful child-led classroom. Hey, hey, welcome to this week's episode where we talk about what is limiting more play in the classroom, and we are looking at the basics of open-ended learning to help incorporate more play. I believe many, everyone, can agree we need to preserve play in the classroom because we see it slipping away. When I speak about early childhood, I do encompass the entirety of the age range for which it covers, birth to eight years old, or second grade as New York State defines it, which is where I did my master's and am certified. And I believe most can say play is a thing of the past for most kindergarten and up classrooms, with a few exceptions here and there. And when we mean play in early childhood, we talk about pre-K and under. And even in this subset, there is protecting that needs to be done, depending on your setting. So where has all the play gone? It is disappearing, making way for more academic learning. Like play isn't academic and isn't learning. This is why we spread the message that play is learning. I've shared a few powerful quotes around play, and I will share this classic one now. Play is the work of the child. Maria Montessori. And guess what? Play is work. There is so much going on when a child plays, which we all know and we've talked about before. What we need to do is to preserve this for early childhood, including kindergarten, first and second, and even beyond, is to show where the learning is. We need to show where the learning is so that we can say play is important, play is purposeful. We need to show what they are getting out of the play that they are doing so that this doesn't feel like wasted time or something we just have to do or something that's you know, just a piece of the classroom because it has to be. If you ask me what my definition of open-ended is, it is a child-led, play-based, open structure style of teaching. I feel being open-ended is the easiest way to start incorporating more play into the classroom and it helps meet, you know, the needs of children through play And it can also be incorporated into places that might be limited or restricted. I know often when people think open-ended that it's a free-for-all where there's a ton of chaos over substance, and it's not that, and it doesn't have to be that. It might feel this way and look this way to someone new to it. Absolutely, I'm there with you. It can feel chaotic. It's definitely much busier than, you know, children sitting at a desk or children being told where to go or children having little choice. But... That doesn't mean that it is a total free-for-all. It is open and child-led and it is play-based. It is the root of what we're trying to get at in early childhood teaching. And to me, it is the easiest way to incorporate everything that everyone is telling us to incorporate, whether it be curriculums, play, experiences, everything. When you are more open-ended, you're putting everything on the child and you are putting everything on the open-ended exploratory learning. And to me, as I just said, open-ended is leaving everything to the child and teasing out the ideas and learning and helping them push it further. There is routine, there are expectations, but there is room for a child to push the boundaries, be flexible around the rules and the structure. 
Do all the kids have to be learning the same thing the same way? No way. In an open-ended classroom, there is space for children to be talking about the same subject of ideas like, say, big cats, which is a favorite of ours, but approaching it in a way that makes them feel inspired and comfortable. For example, something like sticking with big cats, there will be a balanced teaching structure following my 90-10 balance where 90% of the day environments and learning is done by the children and 10% is led by the teacher. The teacher will offer some learning points and ideas and the children will be able to explore what they see fit and see where they can take it. Some children might be building a jungle for the tiger home and others may be playing a counting stripes or dots game. Children may be painting with the colors of a big cat or measuring how big the cats are as a group with non-standard measurement. An open-ended classroom can also be a room where children focus on skills. They will focus on building strength of fine motor skills through weaving and learning to sew. They may be exploring painting through brush strokes and marks with color and different sized brushes, then visiting it again to add additional layers of texture or different coloring mediums. There's so many skills that can, can be learned, and these are academic too especially in the younger grades like three-year-olds, pre-K, even kindergarten. These are the foundational skills that are needed to access that later academic learning. So there is nothing wrong with focusing on just those. The benefits of play are easy to spew out. We've talked about them before. They're easy to Google. Go ahead and do that. I'm pretty sure most of you can come up with probably five on right now. However, there still seems to be this misunderstanding of play in the classroom and how important it really is. Everyone says we have to incorporate it, but how? When? So many details to talk about. We know the why, but that doesn't make it easy. It is more about a teaching style rather than a have to and something else we have to do. If you look at it that way, it will be more difficult and not as fun for everyone. What we do not often talk about is how to incorporate play into limited and or restricted classrooms. I get it. There are admin requirements, there are district requirements, there are state requirements, and so on down the chain. Working in the largest school system in the country has taught me that very, very quickly. But there is a way to incorporate the play and keep the learning and meet all of those expectations and requirements. To me, that way is more open-ended learning and open-ended teaching styles. As I described before, it is a child-led and play-based way, and you can also look at it from the project-based learning view. It is about redefining roles in the classroom and handing a lot of it over to the children. I asked my Instagram followers once what a teacher's role is in the classroom, and a lot of people said guide, facilitator, supporter, caregiver, and many similar things. However, I do not always see guiding or facilitating going on. We are always there to support. We are there to take care of the children. But we often see straight teaching, direct teaching, sometimes some more guided teaching. We're asking a lot of questions. But it's not child-driven. And not that direct teaching is a bad thing. Let me just go on the record right now and say, I do teach directly. So do many other people. And it is necessary. But it is not my sole form of teaching, and it is not my go-to. When I'm coming up with a new idea or something that I've gotten from the children, my first idea of inspiration is, what are the kids saying? How can I have the kids do this? It's not, what am I going to teach them? 
An open-ended teacher will look to the students first and see how they can support and facilitate their ideas and learning. And open-ended teachers will help plan projects or experiences and help children tease out the learning that they want to do. And I can tell you right now that this makes it way more engaging. I mean, wasn't the most fun class or experience you had in school something where you were immersed or went somewhere to get a feeling or to really get your hands dirty and get into something? Why wouldn't we teach that way all the time? Especially in the younger grades where it is more acceptable and is a lot easier to do. I believe that one of the things that we have to do to be able to incorporate more play, especially in the upper grades, is to help make the learning visible and show how it is integrated into one idea and how it can help push past the limitation put upon us and show that play in academic learning can be and are one. Using the 10% direct teaching time to teach the things you have to, then use the rest of the time, the 90% of the time, to meet requirements in a more open-ended, play-based way. This way, you're getting your limitations and the things that you have to do out of the way, and you're still doing them, and then you're finding ways to incorporate those other ideas and these ideas that you have to do into the open-ended, play-based style, and you are meeting everything that you have to do. Just because things are required of you doesn't mean that you need to spend 50 minutes or entire periods talking about it. You can drop ideas and then you can find ways to put it back onto the children. That way we are all getting everything that we need. A little less stress for you, more engagement for the kids, and a joyful classroom while meeting all of your state, admin, and district requirements. Finding a balance is always a good thing. Finding balance is exactly what I was just talking about, and it's the best way to incorporate more play, put things on the children, and to meet all of your limitations. Don't we all want more balance in our lives? I will always take some play over none, and if that was that is what you have to do to balance it out, then that's what we have to do. But I want to encourage you and push you to strive for more. If you need to shift your thinking or try different materials, go for it. You can do it. This is exactly why I've decided to build my YouTube channel. It's a place for me to be able to show you what children are learning in their play. There's one video up so far called What Are They Learning? And there's going to be a lot more based on play invitations, which are basically starters. Count it as like a story starter, right? Sometimes we don't even know where to start. And giving somebody just the one sentence can make them soar and thrive. And the same thing with play invitations. Let's throw out a couple of materials, see what somebody can do, and see which direction they take it. And sticking to the idea of balance, we want to balance between free and guided play as well as child-led and teacher-driven learning, especially if you're starting to shift to more of a little bit of an open-ended style. Shifting to more exploration and more free play a little at a time can gradually ease you into this type of teaching. And as a definition, free play is as it sounds where children have free choice and little to no teacher interruption or interactions unless invited by the child. And even when you are invited by the child, you are following the child's lead and not trying to guide the play. Guided play is also exactly what it sounds like. This is where a teacher might ask a few more questions or maybe even lead the play a little bit because there's a goal in mind. It might be teaching a skill or a specific learning idea. 
shifting to a few more open-ended learning experiences through open-ended materials and closed-ended materials can be another way of incorporating and slowly building up to this style of learning. Open-ended materials are materials that can be used in any way and does not necessarily offer one specific use. And closed-ended materials are the opposite. They are something that has one specific use that it is made for. Something like a truck. It is meant to be driven, and when you look at it, you know what to do with it. Open-ended materials, like, say, a rock, have to be created into something and do not tell you what to do with them. A rock invites you to build, throw, touch, tap, and so many different ideas, especially when combined with other things like, say, sticks or tiles or leaves. One is not necessarily better than the other, and closed-ended does not mean bad. A truck can invite so many different play scenarios and using your imagination. Open-ended just makes us work a little bit harder for it, opening up different pathways in the brain. Another way of incorporating more open-ended child-led and more play into the classroom is through replacing worksheets with hands-on materials, printed or not. Preferably not. I mean, you can always just throw a number down on a post-it or an index card and boom, you have a game card for a math game or for a letter game or anything really. And it can be incorporated with Play-Doh, with loose parts, with everything else in the classroom. This is just another way of finding that balance. I will always preach for more free play and less guided, but there is a place and time for all of it. I will always preach for more child-led and less teacher But again, there is a place and time for all of it. Open-ended teaching does not need to be a free-for-all and total chaos. You can still have control. In fact, you need to. Opening up your teaching will integrate the learning into the play. It will be inherently differentiated as it allows for multiple entry points and space to take things at your own pace and in your own direction. And what is more differentiated than that? It allows children space and freedom to be themselves, and it is way less stress on you as a teacher as it eliminates a ton of prep. It's really just using what you already have in the classroom. Cultivating a really good collection of materials and things to use is the perfect way to be open-ended because you can grab whatever you need in the moment. It's not going to eliminate prep altogether because this is teaching. There's always something new to learn, and new to make or do to help push children's learning forward. But I can promise you that it will eliminate the hours of searching for worksheets and ideas and cutting a million printed things. And I get it. We don't all have the best ideas or creativity. And you need help. I do too. I am really not the most creative person. But you know where I get my ideas from? The kids. I get all the ideas from the kids because they have the best ones. And if you use theirs, they're guaranteed to be more engaged and more into their learning because it was their idea. They are who you are teaching and why not take their input and advice? Practicing this balance and style is often upfront prep intensive. Like I like to plan an entire unit once and then I have directions to go when the children take it that way. Oftentimes, we're learning together along the way, just using what we have. So in summary, we talk about finding balance in free and guided play and teacher and child-led learning. This is going to help you open up your teaching to less stress, more engagement, and a more joyful classroom. There are some things in the works here at Pre-K Spot that will help guide you down this open-ended teaching path to incorporating 
more play and understanding the learning within it so that you can still meet all requirements placed on teachers today. This way you can be an advocate for play and you can turn around and spew out everything you need to spew out when somebody comes in and says, oh, what's going on here? Or, oh, did you do this curriculum? Or, oh, are you meeting these requirements? I promise we can get you there and we can make the beautiful, open-ended, child-led, play-based classroom that you've always been dreaming of. Thanks for listening this week. We'll see you again next week. Happy playing!